You doing well this evening? I am, for the most part, yes. It was kind of a crazy day at work. With an hour left before I was going to leave, I get pulled aside by my quote-unquote supervisor. Mm -hmm. Um, And he tells me, hey, you know this thing that you've been focusing on for the past, I don't know how long it's been, seven months? You're not really going to be focusing on that anymore. You're going to be moved to this entirely separate project. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not it's not bad like it's a good thing i don't want to like get into all the details just because yeah. like it's work stuff yeah um but in short like it, it's not something like totally out of the blue it's something that um it is is up my alley in terms of stuff that i had done before but it's just another big shift in what i'm focusing on and this is yeah it's just a big change that i wasn't expecting at all basically Um, So not necessarily a bad thing. It'll be a way for me to sort of continue to prove myself as an organized, uh, efficient individual. Since that's basically Mm -hmm. why I was put on this project was... um, It might be said that the person who has mainly been working on it would be one of our most thorough individuals. But that does not always translate the best. Um, mm-hmm. to what this particular project is. And so like, I'll still be working with them very closely, which is good because they have a lot more experience than me and I like working with them and I have worked with them a lot in the past. Um, but I'm kind mm-hmm. of being brought on as for sort of organizational and efficiency purposes. Yeah. So I can tell you more about it after, but that's sort of like the gist of it. Neat. It was just a big change. And then okay. also, I had had this idea for a project for a while. I think I might have mentioned to you. I don't remember. Um, but this idea of some sort of project or like a class that I wanted to try and create at my company. And I finally felt like I was at a point and had thought about it sufficiently to actually sort of write up uh, something to give to people and say, hey, this is the thing that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And so not really knowing who to send it to, I just sent it to our CEO because we have a small enough structure that I can do that sort of a thing. Yeah. And in my email, I said, even if you're not really enthusiastic about this idea, I'd still like to talk about it. And he did not shut me down in the returning email. <laughs> he basically said, these are the people you should be talking to about it. And I would be involved, but I'm just really busy right now. So that's good, too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the first Sounds. time I've ever had an original idea at work of like, this is a thing that we can do that's totally different than the stuff that I'm already working on. Yeah. And it didn't get shut down yet. <laughs> that's cool. So it's something. It also <laughs> it also sounds like your CEO like did a good job of responding back probably how they should have. Oh yeah, he's great. Like that's that's never been an issue. He's always very yeah. good with all of his feedback if he hadn't but he wouldn't be like we wouldn't have the company culture that we have <laughs> yeah so but yeah it was pretty good how about you yeah my day was all right part of i i actually have a question for you that pertains to kind of part of my day in the past couple hours you're so you're one of like my i would consider you one of my sports year friends uh okay i don't know your other friends but yeah <laughs> and so i like, growing up, you played a lot of ball sports, right? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and, I did more ball sports than non-ball sports. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like a common thing that happens in a number of different ball sports is you have like hand injuries because like okay. you're and so recently this evening i hurt one of my fingers in a way that it feels kind of like i jammed my finger even though that's not actually what happened but like the the discomfort right now feels a lot like that hmm. do you have any advice for like dealing with this admittedly completely minor and probably insignificant injury like should i be like icing it and like immobilizing it or like do you have any other advice uh <laughs> no i'm not i'm not good i'm not good at the sports their physical therapy sort of stuff i was terrible Dang at it, it while i was while i was seriously competing in baseball i definitely wasn't very good at actually taking care of myself um but the fact that you know that you weren't good at it means that you know what you should have been doing. Yeah, in terms of, like, big muscle groups, like, I knew that I probably okay. shouldn't have thrown 130 pitches as a freshman. Like, that wasn't great. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, you know, something like a finger thing, like, I think typically it's, like, you just, I don't know, like, the typical thing is avoid pain. Like, if you can okay. stretch it without it feeling like it's going to fall off then that's yeah. probably what you should be doing is just trying to regain motion. And if that's not happening right now, then just, yeah, immobilize it a little bit, give it a little ice. Although I'm not really sure what ice does for something that doesn't have muscles. <laughs> yeah. But it can't hurt, probably. Maybe it might, but probably not. Okay. Um, otherwise, just, yeah, try not to do anything to cause it more hurt. Okay. I'll, I'll try to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I take that phrase from another podcast that I listen to. This host, uh, he uh, jumped off a lifeguard tower into sand and hurt his back. Whoa! And how he, did that happen? Well, he jumped and then landed in sand that was not particularly soft. That's basically yeah. all that happened. Yeah. And he thought, oh, this is just like I tweaked my back, sort of a thing. It'll get better. And then it didn't get better. And then he went in and discovered that he had, like, fractured his vertebrae. Like, oh, crap. two weeks later, he f discovered this. And his doctor basically said, just try to avoid pain. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if something hurts, then stop doing that thing. Okay. <laughs> and so that's my advice to you in this case. Okay, Dr. Mark, thanks. <laughs> so I actually did have something that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, and this is going out on a limb. I don't know oh, if you've watched no. this show. I'm normally have the you, one going out on a limb, I thought. Have you ever watched Psych? No. Oh, that's such a disappointment. <laughs> I, like, know uh, some of the actors that play, like, some of the characters on it, but I have not actually watched Psych. Uh, so I watched it completely through, uh, it was either late high school or early college. It was the first okay. time I watched it all the way through. And I just totally forgot about it for a long time. And then this weekend, I was just kind of idly looking around for things to watch. And then I remembered, hey, all of Psych is on Amazon. And I have Amazon Prime. Oh. So I started watching it again. And I was like, God, this show is so good. But what I was really thinking about is, man, these characters kind of remind me of Grant. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No, not, not in a bad way. Just like, I, I feel like this is but why I was hoping that you had seen it. 
because then I feel like you would just be like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, yep, that's very much like me. Uh, and so I feel like when you visit, I need to just, like, sit you down and we'll watch one episode. And I can just be like, yeah, that character, that's you. And you'll be like, yep, okay, you're right. <laughs> okay, I'm down to do this, but I'm also kind of worried. And it's funny that you brought this up because in this past week, I've started watching a TV show because a number of my close friends have told me that one of the main characters reminds them of me. <laughs> what show? And I'm like kind of offended. Oh, <laughs> what show? The show is New Girl. Oh, okay. I've heard of that, I think. And so one of the oh, main Oh, yeah, I definitely char- have heard of that. Isn't that the one where they play the drinking game or something? All-American? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so one of the main characters, whose name is Schmidt, I've had multiple of my like close friends, completely separate from one e- another, say like, "Oh my god, you remind me so much of Schmidt." And I was like, "Oh, cool! Like I remind them of like a TV character. That's probably flattering, right?" Like I've seen pictures of him. He looks like a attractive young man. So like, I'll take this as like a compliment. But since I've started watching the show, I'm like. Is this really how people view me? <laughs> and See, I know this you is don't where know I'm the show, so it's hard. But I know this is where I'm conflicted. It's uh... like part of me wants to uh, watch it just to be the uh, final voice on this matter. Yeah. Like if I can decisively say, yep, I see where they're coming from, or say, these people don't understand Grant, then I feel like I can put to rest. Like I feel like I can counteract or confirm a bunch of other people's thoughts of you yeah like in my head i feel like i have that power even if i don't (laughs) uh but i also don't feel like watching a new show like i it takes a lot it's not really worth it well and it just just for me it takes a lot for me to start a new television show because i just don't watch tv very much yeah so but yeah no this is this is nothing like you when i say it reminds me of you just like the sort of conversations that go on remind me of the sort of thing that, like, the conversations that we would have in a similar situation. Like, can you give me an example or, like... It, it's more just, like, What the, type of conversations? Well, like, as in, like, the loose, funny, we're ribbing at each other, but in, like, a particularly silly way. Okay. Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. You'll just have to, you'll have to watch an episode, and I think that you will see where I'm coming from. Okay. Like, neither of us, I think I don't necessarily fit either character of this, like, main duo in the show, and you sort of have personality traits that, like, match both of them, to some extent. Isn't, isn't, isn't one of the main two characters in Psych, like, a weirdo? Well, it depends on how you define weirdo. <laughs> like... <laughs> So your answer is yes, you think no, I'm no, no. a weirdo. Like, it, it, it's, I don't know, it's hard for me to explain, like... That's why I just needed to watch it. I just was curious if you had seen it. Do you want me to watch an episode before I visit, or should I, I don't wait know. to watch it together? Because I mean, I either way, wanna... either way, I'd want to watch it with you and just see what you think. Because okay. then I feel like I could point to things, and you could point to things. You know? Okay. But you're welcome to watch wants... it on your own if you want. But try to watch and like figure out who you think or like what instances of characters remind you of me, and just yeah. guess. I think that you'll I pick up pretty quickly. I think that would be quickly. funny. I think you'll oh, pick okay. up pretty quickly. Like, I, I don't think that this is any... I'm not okay, saying so that you're exactly this character. But you think I'm self-aware enough to figure it out? Yeah, I think that there's just a dynamic there that you will recognize. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of my feeling. It's not like, oh, you remind... It's like the show... The show itself and the interaction between these two main characters kind of remind me of our interactions and our uh, funnier moments that we find funny. Yeah. Do you think we have a... Do you think we have a good dynamic? I mean, I think so. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in episode 60. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay. <laughs> so, if we didn't have a good dynamic, we wouldn't have done episode one. <laughs> no, we wouldn't have done episode two. Maybe. But episode one was pretty crappy. Yeah, but like, I was young and stupid then. I didn't know any better. <laughs> Shall we shall we get rolling here? Uh, I guess we must. If that that uh made it sound like you don't want to. If you don't want to, I'm not gonna make you. No, that's you fine. can keep talking about I don't know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just wa- watch an episode because I feel like this is one of those shows where you know there are some shows where people say the first season's really good and then it's crap, or you need to watch like two seasons until it stops being terrible. Yeah, this yeah. is a show that I think um maybe the first 10 minutes are a little off from the rest of the show but then after the first 10 minutes once the two main characters kind of join up then right then the dynamic is established and i don't think it drops almost ever okay is this a half an hour or an hour long uh they're hour long shows okay so the, yeah, the can... pilot is like it's it's longer. It's a double episode, but I think yeah. it ends up being around a, an hour twenty. Okay. Um, on Amazon without commercials and stuff. Okay, I'll I'll look into it. Okay. So for this week, Mark, it looks like you've chosen eyeball or oh <laughs> gosh, already <laughs> messing up. First word, I beam classic by Sam Hurt. So in this comic, there's two men in a sort of professional-ish setting sitting across from each other at a desk. Man one says, What can I do for you today, I-Beam? I-Beam replies, Well, sir, I'm going to have to ask for some time off. You'd better have a good reason, says the first man. I guess I should have mentioned this on my resume. But you see, I'm a comic strip character. And well, the book I'm currently in is about to draw to a close. So I won't be around for a while. The first man says, after this, I'll think twice about hiring any comic strip characters. And I-Beam replies, you gonna have to watch out for the Department of Labor. Yeah. Excellent reading as always, Grant. That was bad. I know. <laughs> I was so caught up in our conversation, I didn't pre-read this one. I mean, you could have. I know. I can edit I was... out any like fifteen-second pause. <laughs> I know, but like, I was trying to be engaged in our conversation because I value this time I get to spend. No, with I'm you. saying that after the conversation, before you transition directly into the comic, you could have said, "Let me take ten seconds." <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll do this in the future. I didn't know that was an option. It's always an option. You just never asked. I like how the one word that you struggled over was in the final bubble where you said you instead of your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to like read ahead quickly in that bubble, 
and I misread words like down the bubble. And so I was like screwing up as I was trying to say that word. (laughs) Anyway, I do like this comic a lot. It made me giggle. Is it the self-awareness that made you giggle or what? Yeah, I I fairly, I I rarely find a meta comic that is just kind of so casual in this way. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to talk to you about is a different piece of metafiction. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Don't sound so scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. I don't so, want to look dumb. I recently read a book. A book oh, that I crap. think many people are aware exists, but few have read. Because they tend to watch the movie. Mm. You want to take a guess? Uh, No. Do you want me to take a guess? I mean, I'd be interested to see if you could come up with one example of a of a book where the movie is way more popular, at least for our oh, generation. I think there's a lot, but I don't know. Oh, for our gen- okay. Um, for our generation. Well, that's a, that might be a little misleading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't made during our generation's existence, but I feel like our generation is more likely to have seen just the movie and not necessarily even be aware that it was a book. Because I wasn't aware okay. that it was a book until I was teaching in the academy and they were reading it for a summer camp. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is that I'm screwed because I definitely don't know that it's an actual book. Not necessarily. You might think, oh, duh, I read that. I don't know. Can but I? I just have. Can I get some hints on like what? genre or like it's it's high it's high fantasy high fantasy are there dragons involved uh no is it like a children there is a miracle man um miracle man i don't freaking know (laughs) i i read the princess bride oh I feel like intellectually I knew that was a book, but I would have never, like, that's an awesome thing to read and to watch. Well, this is the thing. So I I never watched the movie until late in high school was the first time I ever saw it. And I I did very much enjoy it. It's it's, uh, relatively quick. It's straightforward to the point. Very quotable. Very funny. All that Mm -hmm. good stuff. The book is a thousand times better. Is it? Because it fills, it has so many more jokes, so many things that like feel like they took literally five minutes in the movie that feel like they just take a lot longer in the book because, well, it's a book. You know, it obviously actually takes longer to read it. Um, But there's also just a lot more inner monologue and there's a lot more buildup at the start, especially. Um. And also the meta part, like, it, you know, if you remember the Princess Bride, the whole thing is this kid in the movie, a kid is sick, the grandpa comes in and says, I'm going to read you this book. Mm-hmm. Right? And th- and then there's sometimes a little, um, you know, they come back to that every once in a while. And yeah. that's based on the story being told by the author about how he first read The Princess Bride in the book. 
So in the actual book, wait. In the actual book, the first like 40, 50 pages of the book is the author saying, "Here's this awesome book by S. Morgenstern called The Princess Bride, written in Florinese." And I first I first knew about it because my dad read it to me when I had pneumonia and couldn't get out of bed for weeks. And 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 he t- and he spins this yarn about how important this book is to him, and all this sort of stuff. And then he says, uh, "And now I abridged the book because the actual book was really boring, and my dad just read me the exciting parts." And like he explains all of this in the actual book, The Princess Bride, but it but it reads like the introduction to the book. And then he says, "Okay, here's my abridgment." And then he, and then inside the book, The Princess Bride is the book, The Princess Bride. And every once in a while, he'll add little like, like he he's putting it in as if it was written by another author. And then he adds in little parenthetical statements of like. Just little comments on his own. And then there's a whole postscript after The Princess Bride, the story finishes. There's a second part of the book after that where he talks about all the legal troubles that he had with the Morgan Stern estate and like all and all these legal rights. Like it's just <laughs> absurd. Like it's all fake. The entire thing is written by one guy. But like, okay, so the Princess Bride isn't like actually a story. <laughs> no, that... no. But it's written so convincingly That's that you awesome. can believe that it is. <laughs> Like, it would have been cool if that was what it actually was, but it's even better that it's just, like, one dude's, or one person's, like, I don't know, the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's... (laughs) That seems like it's exactly up your alley, too. It was great. And it's only, like, 300 pages. Like, it's pretty short. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought that it was hilarious. And then I went back and tried to watch the movie, and I was like, "Wow, this skips over so much stuff." Mm-hmm. You know, like it's still really funny. It's still funny to hear, you know, Wallace Shawn be the Sicilian and you know never start a land war in Asia, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, like it's all still very funny, but it just it goes by so much faster. And I enjoyed the book a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I partially just wanted to share that and encourage any listeners to read the book because it's a short read and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And and it's worth just experiencing. Like, I honestly, for the first 30 pages, was really confused. I was convinced by his, like, meta-narrative about all this stuff. Especially because he's referencing all these... Like, so this guy, William Goldman, who wrote this book... He's more well-known for being a screenwriter. He wrote All the President's Men. And he wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh. Like, really famous movies. Um, He wrote them all. And then he references them in this intro because he's, he's speaking as his real self except he's also making up he's making up an entire fake personal life about how like he has a terrible son and a wife that doesn't love him but in between all that is all this real information about him being a screenwriter and other real books that he's written like it's very <laughs> really well crafted hmm. oh, so yes i recommend the book 
I know a couple people who like love that movie. And you were right when you said that there was a chance that I might not know that it was a book because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. And now I'm really curious. Did they know that it's a book? Yeah. I don't know. Worth worth asking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. Are there any like books made into movies that have stood out to you? Like, I don't know how prolific of a reader you've been throughout your life. Not prolific. Um, okay. Um, but like, I, I have, like, I do know how to read. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah. I have read books that have been made into movies. Um, any that come to mind? One of the big ones is like the Harry Potter series. I read that whole mm-hmm. series in like, in total, if you cut out all the time between books, waiting for them to become available at the library, like, I probably read the whole Harry Potter series in, like, two weeks, max. Yeah. Nice. Like, it was pretty obsessive. Um, it's faster than me. I think I finished them in a couple months. In seventh grade, I think, is when The Deathly Hallows came out. Okay. And so at that point, my older sister had all the books and I just sort of read them. Yeah. So like I've, I've read all of those. Um, and then like, I read all the like Hunger Games books, which dear God, I very much enjoyed the first two Hunger Games books. Um, but never have I ever read a more disappointing book than the third one. Is that one Catching Fire? Or am I just making that up? That's one of the... I don't remember. I honestly, like, block that one out in my mind. Because, like, it was... I think that's the second one, isn't it? I thought the second one was Mockingjay. I thought the... What's the oh, first one? Oh, you're right. Then? You're right. Catching Fire... Yeah, Catching Fire is the second one. Mockingjay is the third one. First oh. one's just called The Hunger Games. <laughs> I thought Mockingjay was... Okay. That fits. Yeah, I just... I personally did not like the third book at all. I was... Yeah. I I'll vividly remember I was reading the ending of the third book on New Year's Eve some year and I was like home alone on New Year's Eve reading the end of this book and like just being home alone was already just kind of like okay I don't have anything to do like this is weird and I just hated the ending of the book I've never like hated an ending of a book other than that book we're just like I was so just frustrated with it and like why'd you do this this is such a crappy way to end the story like it gives no like like satisfaction or any like real like satisfying closure at least in my mind Mm -hmm. and i was just like so frustrated with it and it was just it just like this memory burned into my head of sitting in a chair in my house and just being really upset and just like wanting to stop because i could tell like in the last like 30 pages that I wasn't going to be happy and just wanting to be done because I loved the first two books so much. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other stories or like series that I've read that have been made into movies. What, um, what do you think about the Harry Potter series? Let's just jump there because that's something that we have in common. I like the Harry Potter series. The books and the movies are very different. I think they are both pretty darn well done um 
And so, like, I don't have any, like, really strong feelings about them, to be honest. Okay. I'm not, like, an obsessive Harry Potter person. I read the books obsessively. I enjoyed them when I read them. I'm When I read them, I wasn't at a point in my life where I was really equipped to assess, like, are these good books literary? Like, speaking in, like, a literary <laughs> yeah. sense. But, like, they were entertaining books for a teen slash young adult. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think the movies were entertaining as well, and they were engaging for me when I watched them for the first times. Um, I don't know, and I think it's a a fascinating story, and like a it's it's fun for me to see a like a world that has like so much thought and intentionality behind its creation, mm-hmm. where it's like clear that there was. There was thought put into it, and it's not just like, well, maybe it actually was just one book that happened to catch on, and then they just like kept making books. But it felt like, at least after the first book, there was thought put into like the world that was being created, and at least some sort of continuity within that world and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can definitely hear it both ways. Like, yeah, I true. tend to just maintain that impression because, again, I read it whatever it was nine, ten years ago. And so I'm not in a position to say, like, I don't know enough anymore about the whole thing to have particularly strong feelings. Yeah. There are plenty of people who point out all of the horrific inconsistencies and terrible plot devices and stuff, which is like, yeah, I mean, fantasy, you know, like, it's hard to do it well. Very few authors have. In terms of actual consistency, if you really dive down into it. Mm -hmm. But also, like... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Totally. You're fine. Part of my like thinking is is that consistency the point, or is it the enjoyment that we as readers got the first time we were reading through it that's what really matters? Oh yeah, like I agree. I think that like as just like a series of books, like it hit that time period and everybody's happy with it at that time. I think it's just continued to grow a bit out of control at this point. Okay. I think that's the source of most people's frustration is like, oh, there's this like golden thing that we, I think it's similar to people's feelings about Star Wars, honestly. I was about this to is bring our up generations. Star Wars. Yeah, this is like our generation Star Wars in a, in a certain way. Like it was the cool thing, not not necessarily groundbreaking in the same way that Star Wars was at the time, but like, it defines a certain generation. Yeah. And having new stuff, these different plays in the new movies, and J.K. Rowling on Twitter, like, yeah. continually adjusting things and retconning stuff and doing all this weird stuff, I think has just frustrated a lot of people. And so people have, certain people okay. who care enough mm-hmm. have started to look at the original stuff in a worse light. Which, in you know, ironically hasn't happened to Star Wars. The stuff that's happening with Star Wars is just kind of made people cling on to the original trilogy more than anything. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, but... Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never finished the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> you haven't? I've watched the first five each multiple times. And then... I watched... I've watched the first half or so of the sixth movie a few times. But never finished it, and I haven't watched either of the Deathly Hallows. Wow. 
It's funny because the only Star Wars or Star Wars, god dang it. The only Harry Potter movies that I personally own are six and both of the Death- Deathly Hallows. So, hmm. no, maybe if I'm bored this weekend, I might watch one of them. Yeah, they're they're movies. Um, I mean, like you know, say I'm sure I'll either view them as uh, at close to the level of how I view Avengers movies. I'm sure they'll be well entertaining, especially in the later ones when you get into like the actual fighting and not the, you know, little kids are getting mad at teachers and mad at the fact that, you know, a dark Lord has (laughs) invaded the most impenetrable school. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't want to like give you, I don't want to like give you my opinion on it because I don't want to affect your own opinion on it. If you have actually watched it, but I don't know. Yeah. They're, their movies and like the first time I watched all of them I was entertained regardless yeah. of so for me that's generally my like scale of how do I feel about this like was I entertained or was I not entertained sure and to okay. be honest the bar of was I entertained isn't very high yeah I'm mostly the same <laughs> you know how I feel about Sharknado so that tells you yeah. where my bar is yeah all right, let's move on. We have Ink Pen by <laughs> Phil Dunlap. And it's quite the illustrated comic here. We got full color. Yeah. We don't One of the rare that. instances. All right, we have a uh, quite muscular um, Viking charging at some sort of monster. With the uh, caption, Suddenly, lurching from the darkness, the hideous behemoth was upon me, bellowing terribly and spouting noxious fumes. Collision was imminent. But I mustered all my strength, and with one swift stroke I cleaved the rampaging beast in twain. And then, in the final panel, we have a guy sitting in a car that has been cleaved in twain lengthwise. And the driver says, dude, my Escalade. And the Viking says, whoops, I destroy more SUVs this way. (laughs) Okay. So I want to escalate. That does not look like a a drawing of an escalate if you ask me, but. Oh yeah. As you were, I didn't read this comic super thoroughly to be completely honest. I looked at it and was like, Ooh, this looks pretty. (laughs) And as you were reading it, when you said the word escalate, because I had never actually read that word myself looking at this comic, I was like, that looks like definitely not an escalate. Looks First much closer to your to your uh, old uh, swagon wagon than it no, does it to does an Escalade. No, it does not. The swagon wagon was a tasteful you know silver what I mean. gray color. It was not you, this. I'm not. I'm not referring to the green color. I'm just referring to the style and era in which it was made. <laughs> era, maybe style. I'm gonna argue with that, but that's not my point here. <laughs> okay. Um, the swagon wagon was a hot car, and this one is not a hot car. But that's not right. important here. So we're gonna no, get not. off that track. <laughs> Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm really lost in this moment. (laughs) So 
the place that I was trying to go with this comic, as normal, doesn't relate at all to what this comic is about. It relates to a specific word in the comic. Um, and so when when the you didn't describe him as a glorious Viking character, but the glorious Viking character. I did say muscular, if nothing else. Okay, muscular. He, but he's glorious, so we're gonna go with that. Um, as this, he is speaking about this, um, this monster in front of him that he is battling off. He mentions how the monster is bellowing terribly and spouting noxious fumes. And something that I've been thinking about recently in my life is like, there's a couple people who I know who tend to just like spout (laughs) off about like random crap. And it's often random crap that they know very little about. And so they'll, they'll like spout off about this topic that they like, saw a podcast on or or heard a podcast on or saw a documentary on and they're just like spouting off about this and they suddenly have like very strong opinions about it but then when you like ask questions about the views that they're expressing it becomes very clear that their knowledge about this topic ends at whatever the podcast or documentary like it ends wherever that stopped talking about, you know. Now, yeah. do you do you ever? First of all, have do you ever like have this experience in your life, or do you know at all what I'm talking about? This kind of sort of someone spouting off about something because they saw a short clip somewhere about it, and they suddenly have a strong opinion that they want to push on others. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I, I mean, I've probably done it before, not in the necessarily pushy way but if you know like either it comes up or there's an opening for such a thing and you just saw something and you want to say something about it and you just kind of say this thing and you kind of play the game play the bet of eh, probably nobody around here knows what i'm talking about <laughs> uh I, I don't you know it's not like that happens often now when i was younger i'm sure it ha- happened a lot more mm-hmm um, but yeah, like I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with those sorts of circumstances? Do you I know that's kind of a somewhat ambiguous question. But I'll keep uh monologuing here for a hot sec so you can think about your answer to that. Cuz recently I've been unsatisfied with how I personally respond to these situations. Because I feel like I've recently I've responded fairly, I don't want to say like intolerantly, but fairly abrasively. I've hmm. taken, I've noticed that I've like tended to take positions that are very pointedly opposite of whatever their position was and at times almost like ridiculed them for their thinking or their position or what I view as poorly thought out thinking. Um, and it's not something that I'm like particularly happy with, which is why I'm bringing it up with you. Cause I'm, I'm curious about how you would address these sorts of situations. I well, guess. Let, let me ask the first follow up question, which is, 
in these instances, is this something that you are any more well-versed on? Or is it more just the, you can almost just peg the uh, um, shallowness of their understanding just by the way that they are talking? There's been a situation or two where they bring up a topic that I'm actually very well-versed on, at least in my own opinion. But most of the time, it's that they're bringing up a topic that I am, I have like a cursory awareness of, but most of my criticism of them is just like picking up on the obvious logical fallacies. We're just like, that, I can see how that is, sounds like a convincing argument if you shut your brain off. But like when you think about the implications of the claim you just made, it sounds preposterous. Sure. And hmm. I've I've struggled recently and I feel like it's something that I've been I was better at in the past of not like outright saying the phrase like, well when you think about this logically, that sounds preposterous. <laughs> or that seems and like I feel like that's been the way that I've been reacting to these sorts of things recently. Yeah. Which there's well, some you know, circumstances... Grant, if you think about that approach logically, it's pretty preposterous. Thanks, Mark. Wow, Got that em. changes my whole viewpoint. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna and... put it. I'm gonna put in. A, I'm gonna put in a horn there. <laughs> What kind of horn? The uh, the Rasta horn or whatever it's called. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yes. We need more sound effects in this podcast, really. We do. I I recognize that it like is harder for you because you're the one that edits it and would have to put in all the time for that. But they would definitely up our podcast quality. <laughs> um, especially that sound effect because it's near and dear to my heart. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, I mean, you you kind of already know the answer. Yeah. You know, like, the answer I is do. always just to be either um, gracious and calm, if possible, uh, like, as a first measure. Yeah. And, and that's not always easy, depending on the severity or importance of what it is their belief is. Like, if they just, you know, who who cares? If they just watch some uh, bad video about, uh, who knows? I can't even think of a good example. Straws in the ocean. No, that's a bad example. <laughs> things that actually, like, there, there are things that I, I tend to fall prey to this sort of stuff, too. I've probably told you about this, but I worked with someone who uh, may have believed in astrology and may have considered the earth was flat. You have not but, mentioned this. Well, I might have, but framed it differently. No, this was someone you couldn't really tell if they were being serious. Or that's, if they just that's knew that. situation. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a really good approach to that other than to um, sort of give up and just say, you know, look, uh, ultimately... That belief does not really affect much. It speaks to other potential issues, but, you know, you do you and you don't need to bug me about it. And I'm not going to come out and bug you about things. 
you know? Like, that's that's always the thing. I feel like that's how you can tell when people have an obnoxious opinion or viewpoint is when they feel the need to share it. Okay. Versus most people, like us, walk around and don't feel the need to, you know, say <laughs> like, hey, you know the Earth is round, right? Or, hey, did you know that 0.9 repeating is equal to 1? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you don't need, you don't feel the need to do it. I mean, part of that is, uh, I'm not going to say, especially with things like flat earthers, I'm not going to chalk it up to, like, the privilege of being the majority, <laughs> you know, like, because that's just kind of a dumb way to phrase it. It's like, no, you're in the minority opinion here because you're wrong. <laughs> not yeah. because there is some, <laughs> like... Some conspiracy you, against Yeah, exact, you. exactly. Ugh, I don't want to get into this. We can't. We're out of time, but man... I know, we're so out of time, like, but... I, I, under, I understand the feeling of just frustration... Yeah. Of the like, I want you. I want to save you from yourself and the internet and the world, you know. <laughs> but sometimes you just gotta say, "Hey, if that's what you want to believe, then you don't need to tell me about it. You can just go live your life, and I will continue to live mine." And that's how we make this all work. This whole society thing. <laughs>